Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Well, welcome to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods, and thanks for joining us again as we talk with people who are doing amazing things with STEM, with science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, helping to bring it to classrooms and schools. Today, we get to chat with Akua Moses, and she used to be a teacher, and now she's a project facilitator uh, for the Family and Community Engagement Services. All right, that's F-A-C-E-S, Family and Community Engagement Services, basically connecting families and communities with, with some awesome education stuff in the Las Vegas area. So welcome to the show, Akua. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to chat with you. Uh, we met on Twitter, like uh, like many of the guests that we have here on the show. And uh, Akua offered to translate a, a list I had made of some some STEM activities uh, into Spanish. And and it was so great because Akua, you've you've got this idea that, that STEM is not just you know programs and kits and stuff, but it's really getting kids to just just find stuff and be creative and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Common everyday things are great. Yeah. So, so you started as an elementary teacher, but now you're working at this, this part of this program in the, the Cook, the Clark County school district in Nevada. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit about how you, how you transitioned from a teacher to, to what you're doing now. I did fifth grade first, and then I went into second grade. After yeah. I was in second grade, I was working on my master's in literacy and I thought, oh, I just want to teach literacy all day. Yeah. So I became a strategist. And then after being a strategist, I moved into the literacy specialist position. And I thought that was just going to be my dream job. And I'm going to do that forever. I just love building literacy. (laughs) Our district made some changes and I became an instructional coach, which meant I had to train teachers on reading and writing and math. Uh Oh, Oh, wow. This is great. And then I was doing that. Absolutely enjoyed that. Uh On came this department called Faces. And I thought, oh, wow, this is a great opportunity to take all of the things I'm doing with teachers and share those with families. So um, I joined that department, and I've been there for four years now. And just watching it grow and support our district has been exciting. So you do a lot of things to help help connect, um, especially families and the community, with the actual learning going on in the school. So what kind of things do you guys do? Well, we have what is called the University of Family Learning. And through that, we have community partners, we have our uh, people in our department, and we have over 100 courses that we offer to our CCSD schools and to the community. And so when they schedule one of our classes, we come to them, or um, we also do it at our centers as well. And those classes are um, designed in four focus areas. Um, Most of the classes I teach are in parents as teaching partners, that area. So we have um, over 20 classes that I personally teach with my department um, that are linked to learning. So um, all about classroom instruction and things that they can do to support learning. All right. So, so when a, when a kid is just, you know, learning a lesson, you know, maybe just doing a worksheet or a topic or something Mm -hmm. that's that you come in and help give some ideas for taking it steps further. Sure, to their families. We focus on their families. So our right. workshops happen before school. They, they happen during school, that first hour or maybe that last hour before pickup. Mm-hmm. And we also do workshops after school so parents can attend with kids 
too, or on the weekends or evenings. That's awesome. So parents and the kids together in a, in a session, learning yes. something. Uh-huh. Dual learning is our focus. That's awesome. So what, what kind of, what are some of the, the things, some of the activities that the, the parents and kids get to do together then as they, as they learn? They're all hands-on. So in the area of math, for example, um, our addition class, we work with base 10 pieces and show the families how to use those base 10 pieces and they can take those home. We awesome. show a lot of games with dice. Hands-on is really what we try to do. Um, so whether it be literacy, we'll use letter tiles if we need to do that. Um, anything hands-on that we can do between the parent and the child is what we focus on. That's, that's, that's incredible because for a parent, sometimes they're, they're sitting at home saying, I'm not a teacher. You know, I, I don't know what to do, how to, how to help connect this. You know, my kids brought something home and I don't know, I don't understand it. Exactly. So we try to build it in so we can give them the why we really specialize. Why are we doing it that way? What does it look like? Give them the opportunity to practice it. And one of the beautiful things about doing it while their kids are in school is they can ask those questions, but sometimes they're embarrassed to ask in front of their kids. Uh Open up with other parents and say, you know, I really don't quite understand how you do that distributive property. Can you show me that again? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Those are some great ideas. So, so everything always works well the first time, right? Everything works perfect. Absolutely. (laughs) So, so I'm guessing you've got probably at least one great story that that's something you planned, right? And you're like, this is going to go good. And, and it just bombed, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, one of my biggest factors sometimes is a time factor. Sometimes people get so involved in something that you're like, okay, I, I've got to move on because I want to cover this workshop with them. But uh-huh. then you have these, these people who will ask you a question like, well, can you explain that this way? Or can you explain this another way? Yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden we've gone off on something. But I feel good as a presenter because I know I met their uh-huh. need and I can differentiate with what they're able, they're asking. Yeah. Me which is, do. which is what all of us as teachers have to do. We have to be willing to say, it's not about coverage. It's about helping that comprehension of, of the content that's yes. there. Yes, absolutely. So, so we see a lot of stuff like you had talked about uh, hands-on. You like to try to make things hands-on. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of aspects of STEM uh, that are really looking at, at hands-on aspect. What, what makes that connect so much with kids and with families too? Uh, because, you know, the, the more you, you, it connects with the brain because we typically lose the things that we just hear. It goes in as noise if we don't have a connector. So when we, when we um, activate the other part of the brain where they're touching things, they're feeling things, they're seeing things, that is more in that memory that's more long-term. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important to give them that opportunity because things are so abstract. And especially when you're talking to them about what they consider that new math and they haven't seen <laughs> it, they haven't experienced it, we're using pieces that um, with the diversity of our population, some other countries don't teach math in that particular style. So they haven't yeah. seen it before. So that hands-on piece gives them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So if, if all we ever do is just give them just rote information. Exactly. In one ear, out the other, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can't explain why the algorithm works, then you don't understand it deeply. So we want to give them that opportunity to really understand something deeply. Awesome. So you talked about earlier about just tiles for, for helping, helping kids count and, and working yes. with number sense and subtracting um, mm-hmm. some other. What's, what's, 
<laughs> what's what's another great thing that you like doing with with families and kids? What's another great activity? Um, one of our mostly requested class, highly requested class, is our uh, full steam ahead class. And in okay. that class, we use a pegboard and <clears throat> simple toilet paper rolls. We use golf tees. We use a car. And we ask families and children together to design a game that kids could play or a machine to solve a problem. Okay. And you get all kinds of things from paper plate roller coasters to marble runs to yeah. um, board games. And it's open-ended, and the families just go nuts crazy uh, creating these <laughs> yeah. things. And sometimes we have them working with other families, which is a novel experience for them, because how often do they do that? That yeah. you have to collaborate, you have to network. You're all using these same cards and um, basic materials and a marble, and you have to create something. So, and it gives their kids an opportunity to talk about, you know, problem solving and sticking with it. And how do you collaborate with other people that maybe you don't know, just like we do in the classroom? Yeah, or in the job someday when those kids have a job, they're going to have to collaborate with the person exactly. at the office next to them, or the, or yes. some even with another business. Yes, absolutely. So, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's just a great idea. Just thinking through that about about a family having to work together with another family, you know, and yes. that's that's yes. that's a great idea. So I'm thinking that would be just awesome for any any educator listening that you have a, a science night or a STEM night or. Um, some sort of a fair where you're inviting parents into the school. Don't just have them work as a family. See if you can pit some families together. Together, yes. Because, you know, the thing is we found that some families, they sit back and they just watch their kids do it. And then other families ask their kids questions and probing things while they're doing it. So when you pair those two families together, you're really modeling for that other family that maybe they don't communicate with their kids that way at home. And they're saying, oh, wow, that's another strategy I could work with my kids. So it's great modeling for all of all the way around. Wow. So even the parents are learning too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Us parents are not perfect yet. We have to learn things too. This, right. is, this is great. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so glad we're, we're chatting here with Akua Moses. And again, she's, uh, she works with the Family and Community Engagement Services in Clark County School District in Nevada. Um, you can find Akua on Twitter at E-K-U-W-A-H. That's how you spell her Twitter handle, Akua. That's her name. And then also at CCSD underscore faces. That's the program she works with. So you can check those out. Um, talk about what do you see as, as the future? I mean, we're, we're in this aspect right now where STEM has become a buzzword. Um, what do we, what do you think would be your ideal path for STEM to keep going in the future? I think teachers are embracing it more because they're seeing the power of integrated academics. Uh-huh. We used to teach things in isolation. We would do reading and we'd do writing and then we would do math. And I think that teachers are getting more on board and seeing that, wow, when you put these things together, it really makes it more powerful and the kids are more engaged because they see that meaning making, that journey just makes sense to them because all of it goes together. We do read in math class. We do write in science class. And it helps them to really put together the full picture of the scope of the curriculum that we're doing. So I think that um, we will see definitely a lot more of that throughout the day and not just in isolated little blocks. 
I like that. I like that aspect. You know, they talk about the silo effect or the every, every topic being silos. But um, if you go into the real world, again, we bring up the real world again, it's full of jobs where you're doing everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're, here we are, we're educators, right? And we're both talking, you know, over, over the internet, we're using technology, but I'm just a teacher, right? Right. That's all. Right. I, I shouldn't have to use this. I should be able to just use my overhead and my film strip projector from, from the 1970s and, and be good with it. We have moved on. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Akua. I appreciate you, you helping me on that one. So, Akua, uh, one more thing. You, you, asked, you talked about um, how you get to work with this family and community engagement services. It's got to be a rewarding thing. Um, how, could, how can educators do a better job of, of getting more engagement with parents? Um, what would be a good, what's a good starting point? Oh, that's a great question. A great starting point for classroom teachers. I think um, about my past experience with it. I think that first initial time you get your class list, you start right from there and connect with them before they even come, whether that be a postcard or a phone call, if you can do that. At open house, you open your doors to them and you show them and you get their contact information and say, hey, we're a community of learners in here. Um, mm-hmm. My son had a fantastic fifth grade teacher who she went above and beyond. She had these learning nights in her classroom. And just yeah. after school, she invited families to come into her classroom and she kind of gave us a, a tour of what was happening in the classroom. Um, and then involved us in the learning. So right now in fifth grade, we're learning this. I want to show you. I want to involve you. This is how you can keep yep. it home. Um, and then she also used what I think is great at Seesaw and other apps like uh-huh. that where yep. the kids are actively sharing with their families. Um, this is the experiment we did in class. This is what I learned. And then as parents, we're able to chime back in. So it's continuous. It's all year. It's ongoing. And it's multimodal. So it's not just one way. And she also wants to hear back from you or he, whoever the teacher may be, wants to hear back from you too. I think it's important for us to have a voice as parents as well, where we talk back and forth with the teacher too. Especially in a good, you know, back and forth with a teacher, not, not sometimes the complaints that teachers may get. Right. Absolutely. um, Yeah. And and I like about our department is that we know that classroom teachers are really burdened with a lot of mandates and things that are coming down. The great thing about us is, we're able to come in and support them. Um, we often hear from strategists and people who schedule our workshops. They say, wow, mm-hmm. thank you so much for doing this because you were able to thoroughly see through this hour of time that you spent with them because we are juggling so many things. It's not that we're putting this on the back burner. We might not necessarily have the time to really do that for all the, the topics that we have because we're able yeah. to do literacy writing and math and STEM as well. So um, yeah. really did that way. That's awesome. And then just thinking through, you know, like something you mentioned a moment ago, I mean, when you're engaging those parents, now they're at home and they're actually saying, oh, what did you learn about? And they they know that the kids have learned something. Exactly. And and the kids not just, oh, my day was fine. You know, they could actually say, hey, you learned about this. What, tell me about it. And um, yes. all those kinds of things. That's, that's so powerful for the kids when they, when they hear a te- when, a, when they hear their parents at home, reinforcing that learning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Taking interest. So um, one fun question we like to ask at the end, Akua, 
Um, if you could have a person from STEM, uh, some scientist, technology person, whoever, past or present, come and, and, and meet with, you know, they could be the guest speaker at your family night at, at, your, at your schools there. Uh, who, would you, who would you love to have? I know this is probably an overused answer, but I would have to say George Washington Carver. Awesome. I say that simply because I kind of see myself uh, it's sort of like him. I like how he was innovative. Uh-huh. He one thing, a peanut, and created how many different things from that. Yeah. It's amazing how we are not flexible thinkers. I connected to how we're trying to get kids to think flexibly about mathematics now, that there's many ways of approaching a problem. And he was able to, I think it would be a novel thing to say, hey, how many things can you do with a peanut? So <laughs> ask the parent, how many ways can you show me the number 10? And they look at me like, what? Yeah. Is, is there more than one way? Well, absolutely there are. Yeah. A lot. So I think just having something novel like that, someone who's created a lot of different things from one thing would really emphasize the point of we can be flexible thinkers. Think outside of those traditional things that we're so stuck into. Yeah. And then, you know, thinking through, I, I love George Washington Carver. So I've, you know, I've read countless biographies of him. So I'm thinking through, he was also a, a magnificent painter. Uh, yes. He could, cr- he could crochet right. and right. just do incredible things. Um, right. And, and, and how, how awesome that, that someone can, you know, be just that, know all those different types of aspects. Yeah. Yes. I would, I would join that, that, uh, that session just to hear him chat with you. Right. <laughs> so um, any other last thoughts you'd like to, like to talk about Akua? Um, Anything you want to go back to? And yeah, like, uh, I'm really super excited about all of the things that are happening with it in terms of um, maker spaces and um, slime expos and things that schools are doing to make them exciting and yeah. Make fun and enjoyable. And and it doesn't have to be in a lecture format. I think one of the biggest things we've learned through our STEM classes that are requested is less talking, more hands-on is what people say. They don't want to come to school to be talked to. They want to be engaged. And there's such a big difference. I think as long as schools can remember, people want to be engaged. They want hands-on learning. They want it visual. They want it quick, they want it fast, and they want it powerful. So that's awesome. The things to remember. I, I love that. I, less talking, more doing, more hands yeah. on. That's awesome. Exactly. So, Akua, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today um, on the show. Uh, Akua Moses, uh, thanks for joining us today, Akua. Thank you so very much for this opportunity. I appreciate it so much, and I wish you all the best. And again, you can find Akua Moses on Twitter at E-K-U-W-A-H. And you can find her program she works for at CCSD underscore faces and connect with her that way and and see some of the things that she's sharing and doing. It's incredible the different things you're doing and 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 behalf of parents and educators everywhere and and kids. Thank you, Akua, for for the things that you guys are doing there in, in the Las Vegas area. Thank you so much. And one just quick plug, we also have a YouTube channel. So if they want to see these workshops in action, go ahead and do that too. All right. So check that out. Um, You can always find all those great uh, things in the show notes. And again, uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of STEM Everyday Podcast. Subscribe to it on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Listen to all the great shows of the past, the great guests, uh, much like Akua today. And thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you again next time. Thank you. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. 
To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com. Thank <laughs> you.